Hey there, you are listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister, and I am here with Isabel. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Elise. Thanks so much for joining us today. You get to be our very first official birth story teller. I feel very honored. That is awesome. Um, so I would love to hear about who you are because before you became a mommy, because you are so much more than a mommy. Um, well, I am a person who works way too much. Um, we moved here to Seattle a year and a half ago, and we've been settling into the city and like trying to find our groove with job and friends. Um, and you know, if that isn't hard enough, we decided to add a baby into the mix, which has been really fun and really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just because life should always be more complicated, right? Yes. So me without baby was someone who did too much. Me with baby, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Almost seems like it should be a nice, easy transition, except that's never the way it goes with a baby, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Learning that every day. Awesome. Oh, that's great. So I would love to know about what you imagined for your birth when you found out you were pregnant and how you prepared for the big day, days, hours. Um, well, I think at first it was really ethereal. Uh, you know, in the early days, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to have a baby. It's like a big concept. I can't wrap my mind around it. Um, I started talking to friends who had had kids, just trying to get a sense of what their births were like. And every single person I talked to said, the one thing I did that I never regretted, or the one thing I wish I did that I didn't do was get a doula before I really had my mind wrapped around what my birth what I wanted it to be like. Um, I reached out to the doula team in Seattle that I used and um, had my first meeting with them and started getting some ideas about what decisions I needed to make, which were, you know, the things that most people maybe have already had ideas about. For me, it was very new. Um, Just whether I wanted a natural birth, um, you know, hospital, home, etc. So for me, I just... Um, like to keep things flexible and I like to roll Mm. in the moment. It's very much my style. So I knew I wanted to try and avoid drugs if possible. I knew I wanted a birth at a hospital because I'm not super connected to my home. It's a new home in Seattle, so I don't really feel like that um, sense of place there. Um, Mm. And I didn't want to have to worry about transferring locations if I needed to be at a hospital. So that was the right thing for me. Um, and then I loved the idea of if I was going to be at a hospital, which was slightly uncomfortable, um, having a doula there who could be the consistent thread through, you know, laboring at home and transitioning through medical staff if I was there for a long time. Um, and other than that, I just wanted to try and avoid having a cesarean and have a healthy baby. I was keeping it pretty loose, um, but definitely had some preferences. Awesome. Very cool. So how far along were you when you decided to find a doula? I think I was 
towards the end of the first trimester, which is probably pretty early, but it was the one thing I could like officially say, yes, I want to do this. So it was a great way to kickstart planning the birth and, and becoming more at peace with the idea of having a baby and going through something I had no idea about. Awesome. Did you do any classes, read books, movement type yoga or anything else like that Um, to get ready? Lots of yoga. I did that already. So I just kept doing it and it was awesome, uh, especially towards the end. And um, we didn't really read books. We read articles online and I actually ended up becoming addicted to podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I'm here. Um, (laughs) They really helped me get a sense of, you know, the spectrum that women can experience during birth and how, you know, you have a plan, but very rarely does that plan stay in place. And so the idea that it can be this nebulous thing that still turns out really beautiful and, you know, to just be open-minded enough to let it happen that way. Um, so that was great. Uh, and then we did a birth class with our doula at our house, which was really great, like to have, um, just like a casual time learning about what was coming. We had pastries and coffee, which was great. (laughs) Um, And it just got to be a little bit more intimate and less uh, formal, which I loved. Awesome. All right, let's zoom forward to that moment. (laughs) (laughs) The big moment when you knew. Or maybe when you didn't quite know. (laughs) I had a a lot of false contractions in the um, last couple weeks of my pregnancy. So I ended up in triage one time thinking like, oh, maybe this is a thing, but I'm not sure. And I was definitely having contractions, but they were not taking me anywhere. So um, (sighs) by the time I was in actual labor, I think I kind of was skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) So I had contractions starting at 5.30 that evening after having my membrane swept. So I was already like a week post my due date and um, felt the contractions, but was kind of like, this isn't real. It's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I rode those out until, gosh, I think it was probably midnight and then was thinking, okay, this is probably real. (laughs) (laughs) And um, my husband uh, and I were talking about when we should call the doula because we didn't want to be those people first time birth, like preemptively calling the doula (laughs) when nothing was really happening. Um, So we we held it out as long as we could. And then we text her and just said, like, hey, I lost my plug. We're feeling like this is going somewhere and just heads up. You should probably go to sleep. We're going to hang out. Um, but things progressed really fast after that. And I think we called her, uh, maybe 30 minutes later. Oh, wow. Um, maybe it was an hour. It was really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked to her on the phone and she was trying to gauge like how close we were. Um, I, and this was amazing to me in the moment of, um, having contractions, they were really intense. Um, I was explaining to her what was happening. I could only be on my knees. Um, she called it in that moment over the phone that I was having back labor, um, which meant nothing to me in that moment, um, which is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she said, you know, just kind of ride it out for another hour and then we'll see if it makes sense for me to come to the house. Um, that hour did not, we didn't make it. Um, so 30 minutes after that, I was just in agony. So, uh, we tried different locations in the house, different positions, and really the knees was it at the couch. Um, tried a bath, 
couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. so, so when you say you were having back labor, can you explain what you were feeling? Yeah. So, um, all hindsight is twenty twenty, so I can speak about this educated, <laughs> but I did not know what was going on. My contractions were coupling, so I uh. wasn't getting much of a break. Um, I'd have three all at once and then yeah. maybe a little pause. Um, so breathing through it was really difficult. Um, and I was feeling just intense, like almost like nerve pain in mm. my lower back and in between my pelvic bones, um, in the back only. And so I felt nothing in my uterus, nothing in my pelvis, which was crazy because that's what you expect. Um, mm. And the only position that felt even doable was being on my knees because being straight and allowing that space in between my lower back was the only way I could get any comfort. Um, and what I, you know, later found out was that the baby was um, posterior, so facing the wrong direction, but head down. And she was uh, doing me the favor of dragging her skull down my spinal cord. <laughs> so it really was nerve pain I was feeling along with every contraction. So that was very intense and wow. only got better. <laughs> um, so after we called the doula back, she was like, okay, I think, you know, it's definitely time for me to come to the house. So she came. Um by the time she was there, I had tried the bath and couldn't get my shit together to get clothes on. So I was butt ass naked oh. upstairs in our extra bedroom by the couch on my knees. And she came in. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so naked. Oh. <laughs> like, can't, can't do anything. But like, I need to go to the hospital now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she was like trying to ask me questions, trying to assess whether it was really time to go, being the calm person in the room like she's supposed to. Um, but it was very clear I was ready to leave. Um, so she put on my clothes for me, <laughs> got pillows in the car because I couldn't sit, um, and uh, helped with my husband, which was great because he was trying to keep it together while preparing everything and getting me to the hospital while, you know, our doula met us. Uh, and he, I remember he kind of panically asked her, are you sure you don't want to ride with us? <laughs> oh, that's a hard drive to Yeah. Make. And she was like, no, I need my car. Cause you never know how long these things can go. It's just good if I have it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and as he recounts it, he was like, that was the, the most stressful drive of my entire life because yeah. I was primal screaming the whole way to the hospital, which was only 15 minutes. Thank God. Um, and we pulled up and I just, uh, well, I recall this differently and now have gotten clarification from my husband. But when I, we pulled up, there was, um, someone waiting with a wheelchair at the front of the hospital doors and there were people outside, even though it was by then two in the morning. And I freaked out because I didn't want people to see me in this compromised state. Oh. And, um, I guess that's a little bit about myself pre-pregnancy. I'm very proud and composed. So to be vulnerable and screaming and just, you know, not in my body, yeah, it was really scary for me. That was probably one of the scariest moments of the whole event. Um, and so I Santi, my husband was trying to talk me off the ledge and just saying, you know, you just got to get to the triage room and it's going to be fine. And it's a hospital and people expect things like this. It's okay. So I thought I screamed the entire way to triage and was completely embarrassed. He has now clarified for me that I actually was completely silent the entire trip. <laughs> so I blacked out, I think, and had just 
coped because I was too embarrassed to scream in front of other people. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so we made it to triage. I don't remember any of that. Um, then we ended up in our birth room with our doula and she, you know, was awesome at talking me through what was happening. Um, we kind of worked out, you know, different positions, but really there was super limited options because of the back labor. So, um, it was really on my knees in bed or on the toilet, which didn't work that well, but we kept trying and we kept trying to get the baby to move. So I'd have to lay on my side and everyone was like trying to get her to turn, which was unsuccessful, but a great effort. Um, and then we started the marathon. So seven hours, um, of no epidural because I really wanted to try and do it without that. Um, but during those seven hours towards the end, I ended up doing, um, sorry, what's the name of the, uh, the mile circuit? No, I had narcotics. Oh, oh, gotcha. (laughs) I always forget what it's called. When you were doing fentanyl? Fentanyl, thank you. Um, So I had fentanyl twice, which was the only way I could keep coping without the epidural, which was a little disappointing, but it was my half step to not getting an epidural. So I was like, okay, I'll try this, see how long I can sustain. And I was doing okay, and then at seven hours... Um, after we had all been really exhaustively trying to get the baby out, um, because we had, um, basically my husband and our doula taking turns, um, pressing on my lower backbones because that was the only way I could get relief because the contractions Ah. kept coupling. So there was no pause. The only pause was the pressure that they could create for me of that, like, nerve pain against something, which would subtle, like settle it down a little. Wow. Did it ever feel like enough pressure against your back? No. And we, I was like trying not to be the crazy pregnant lady yelling at people, but I was like, it's not the right spot. It's not the right spot. Like trying to get them to hit this like pinpoint spot on my back. So we ended up taking a Sharpie, my husband's suggestion and drawing on my ass the two spots that the doula (laughs) and he could press. And they both diligently did that for seven hours. Wow. So they were exhausted. I was exhausted. And at that point when I had had the second dose of fentanyl and I knew there was no more of that, um, we decided to, you know, check and see where I was. Um, I came in dilated at six centimeters. Um, That's impressive. Yes. At that point though, I was at a, maybe a seven and the midwife was being kind. Um, after seven hours. Yeah. And so at that moment, I kind of knew I, if it was going to have to be double that amount of time to get to 10, I couldn't do it. So I looked at my doula and I (laughs) pleaded and I said, I think I need an epidural. Um, And we had talked about it ahead of time. And she knew that if I said that, you know, she would ask me if that's really what I wanted and provide options. And she did. She was wonderful. And she was so calm. And... Ultimately, we both agreed I was going to get an epidural, but I was actually quite terrified of the epidural. Mm -hmm. I was more scared of that than having a natural childbirth, which is interesting because in that moment, it was, it felt like the only option. Yeah. What were you most afraid of with the epidural? Um, I, I'm not someone who takes medications normally. Like I just don't like to be in an altered state. Mm -hmm. And so that part of it is, um, uncomfortable for me, but mostly the small risk of 
paralysis or, yeah. you know, like the things that don't usually happen, but just that chance when really all you have to endure is a little pain. I, it didn't seem worth it to me. But when you're in that moment and you have that kind of pain, I, you know, there was just no option. I, I knew if I was going to keep going, that's what I needed. Yeah, so absolutely. <laughs> now, the other thing that was good was the doula had prepared me for how long it would take in a hospital to get an epidural. So I think I asked for it not at my breaking point, but right before. And so by the time they made it to the room, which was, you know, 40 minutes later, oh. I was ready for the epidural and it was fine. Like the timing worked out okay. Um, and getting the epidural was really scary because they read you the list of, you know, side effects and risk level, which is usually really safe. They tell you it's safe, but I just, you know, was in a panic. And so our doula was there like, you know, holding me and like making mm -hmm. me feel good and my husband was there trying to do the same but yeah, I could tell he was scared too yeah. um so she really held it together for both of us and I got the epidural and within seconds I was like oh my god I'm fine everything's fine <laughs> um like immediately all pain was gone no wow. pressure I mean it was night and day and the um the guy who delivered the epidural did a great job because I could still sort of feel my legs. So it wasn't super intense, but oh, it got perfect. rid of all the pain. Um, at that point, we all slept for two hours, which was lovely. Um, and then I ate a little, had some popsicles, like chicken broth and popsicles, um, which again, the doula, love her, <laughs> keeping us both like sustained. My husband got food. He got to sleep. I got food, got to sleep. And then we were all ready to like really start the party. So at that point, you know, they checked me again and I hadn't dilated anymore and my contractions had stopped. So they, they gave me Pitocin to get the contractions going again. That worked. I dilated really, um, well after that. And um, I guess it was um, 15 hours in that it was time to push, which sounds like a really long time. And maybe that's not accurate. Maybe it was somewhere like 10. I'm trying to calculate it sure. all in my head. Mm -hmm. It ended up being about 17 hours at the hospital, wow. I think. Um, and uh, when it was time to push, it was like a completely different experience for me. One, I didn't have pain. Two, um, I'm athletic and I like the idea of being physical and the doula team I worked with had told me a lot of people like pushing for that reason. And I was like, that sounds crazy, but <laughs> it's totally true. You're just waiting for this thing to happen to you and you don't have a lot of control over it except for breathing. So by the time you get to push, you're like, okay, I get to own this. I get to take control. So I very much felt like that. Um, I did push for three hours, which was wow. a good haul. Um, because of the position uh, she was in and because I think the way my pelvis is tilted, she was stuck for a good portion of that. Um, so that this is kind of the moment where, to me, the whole experience uh, became as magical as it was to me. And <clears throat> really the only reason is not because it was easy not because um, it went the way I wanted it to or anything. It was more like I was surrounded by a bunch of women who were working really hard, who were telling me everything I needed to know when I needed to know it, who were teaching me something you had never done on the spot and, you know, really being patient with you as you figure out, like, what your body's supposed to do because you can um, 
you know, visualize it or sort of try and practice with Kegels. But like until you're there, you have no idea. So that moment was just awesome to have this like force of women, the um, midwives who are at the hospital, my doula, um, and then my husband just sort of watching the whole thing and being there and part of it and just in awe of what was happening was really cool. Um, so with their instruction, I was giving it a great college try and um, we got her to crowning and she crowned for like two hours, I wow. think. <laughs> so she really had, um, she paid the price. Her head was crazy when she came out because <laughs> she was just stuck there crowning for so long. But um, what was amazing is at that moment, it got a little chaotic. Her, her heart was um, having D cells and all of a sudden the tone in the room changed. They mm -hmm. called the doctor in. Um, they were kept having me turn to my side to see if she would switch positions. Um, in hindsight, we learned that the umbilical cord was really short. And so when we were turning to the side, it was actually cutting off the blood flow. So, um, that's the only reason why she was in distress. Um, so yeah, what, what was interesting about it though, is even though I obviously didn't know that I just knew I wanted to be on my back, which for back labor apparently is not the preferred position. Like everybody's like, get on your knees or squat. Um, but all I wanted to do was lay on my back. And so when I finally did that, um, you know, it's, she's calmed down. So the doctor was in the room. They had been, you know, talking about an episiotomy or a vacuum and I didn't want that to happen. And because I felt in control and because I felt supported and everyone was being patient, um, I knew, okay, this is my chance to like take control and make this happen. So I pushed, I um, like crazy and with great instruction and we got her out without any intervention at that wow. point, which was awesome. Um, so the, the drugs happened, it wasn't my choice, but they helped a ton. Yeah. Um, but we got, uh, baby being born posterior out without a c-section and without any other intervention um so that was huge uh and the end was so amazing because we had all the people standing around the bottom of my bed the doctor was there just to observe and at that point they had cleared her to leave but she was like i'm just gonna stay if that's okay with you <laughs> and i said sure <laughs> so it kind of felt like a party um everybody's rooting for me and it felt very supported and awesome um and then she was here and it was all over and like this whole new thing was happening, which was so crazy. And in um, looking back on it all, I like was trying so desperately to recount it all because the feeling after it was all done was so amazing and euphoric and awesome. Um, and then I got the pictures from my doula because they do photos and it was so amazing to like relive it all and see just like those sweet moments, those moments of everybody rallying together. And I think for me, it was really surprising because I thought it was going to just be this physical feat that I had to do. I thought having a doula would be helpful more so for my husband than for me. <laughs> um, but ultimately, in the end, I felt like it was the most um, empowered experience I've ever had in my life. Um, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it shocked me, I think, because I didn't, it just, that's not what I expected out of it at all. And it, it was amazing. And so for that reason, I would recommend having a doula there, having that support, um, and having a midwife team like that whole, it was just awesome to see everybody work together. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
you know, even though I had a really hard labor, I can confidently say that if I decide to have another kid, I'd be ready to go. I would be like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) I love that even though it was totally different than you expected, you still feel so empowered by your birth. Yeah. It was really special. Yeah. And I just, I'm still um, very shocked by it. And the reason I even agreed to tell my story is that, because I think, um, I talked to so many women, I'm actually friends with so many people who are pregnant right now and all they could talk about is the fear. Mm. And um, that's real, everybody experiences it, but I don't think anybody really gets to hear about when it does go well, even if it's not your plan, just what a magical thing it is. Like everybody knows it's magical to have a baby, (laughs) (laughs) but the whole birthing experience, it's something, you know, not everybody gets to experience, only women and only women who choose to do it. Um, right. and it's life changing and I'm so, such a better person for the experience and the, the trials and tribulations of the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. So what piece of advice would you give to those friends and all the listeners who are feeling really nervous about going into labor? Um, one, get a doula. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then two, I think nature is just unbelievable and our bodies know what to do so I think the best thing you can do is trust the process like trust the people who you've picked to be there with you and then just be one with it like it will happen and it's going to happen no matter what you do but if you listen to your body and you listen to the people around you who are there to support you it can be really great no matter what which way it goes oh such great advice I love that that's (laughs) awesome So if you don't mind, I'd love to hear how postpartum's been going (laughs) since you've had this little person on the outside. I'd love to know a bit about her and how life has been since you've been a mom. (laughs) Because I know sometimes having a baby is not quite as magical (laughs) always like birth is. (laughs) It's not 100% magical all the time, that's for sure. Um, She is lovely. Her name is Nora Josefina Portilla, and she is just a little bundle of joy and the cutest thing I've ever seen. And her Um, head worked itself out. Her head worked (laughs) itself out. We got, you know, uh, some sign of hope the next day. It started to shape back into a normal head, Um, and we actually got some cranial sacral massage um, through our doula. Um, She had a contact who came to our house and did that, which was great. And now people actually stop us and say, wow, her head is so round and beautiful. (laughs) Do you laugh inside every time? We do. And then to our close friends, we're like, look at this picture. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So yes, her head has healed. Um, she is so tiny. She was born six pounds, eight ounces, and she gets bigger every day and she's starting to get fat rolls on her, uh, wrists, which is just so cute. Um, oh. and I just, it's a good thing she's cute because she's also not sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we are, you know, lucky if we're sleeping two hours at a time. Um, so it's, it's been exhausting. Um, So that's been interesting to balance too with like recovery. Uh, I stayed in bed for the first uh, nine days per my doula's recommendation, (laughs) which was really great. So I think I healed really fast because I took it easy. 
Um, and we actually had some postpartum doula visits, a couple, and the massage um, visits for ourselves and the baby, um, which sounds ridiculous, but it was so great. Uh, and then, you know, since then I've been cleared to work out and stuff, but that's a little harder than it sounds because I'm not sleeping and I'm constantly busy with a baby. So I think where I'm at right now is I feel healthy and recovered physically, which is great. And I'm just looking forward to getting back to my old body and, you know, putting in a little love and attention into myself when I can find the time. Yeah. That's the balance of motherhood, trying to find that time to take care of yourself and your baby and to somewhere in there find a little time for sleep. <laughs> Let me know uh, how to do that. <laughs> Somebody out there is going to figure it out. And when they do, we'll let you know. Thanks. <laughs> That'll be episode 36. So. I can't wait. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I just love that you found such strength through all of it and what a journey that was for you and, and how powerful birth was. Well, thanks for letting me share. Yeah. Thanks so much.